When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. How we doing, crowd? Yeah, welcome to the Lost in America live podcast. All right, excited. We got fans of the podcast. Make some noise if you've heard the Lost in America podcast. All right, make some noise if you've never heard the Lost in America podcast. All right, I feel like there were some people. Make some noise if you have heard of a podcast. Yeah. All right, dude, awesome. You may recognize me. Anybody recognize me, the voice? Of Lost America at the beginning, <laughs> noted voice actor Joe Schaefer. Um, my biggest role was I did a voice for a ride at Disneyland Shanghai. Oh, oh yeah. So, uh, guys, get excited. It's going to be really fun. we got some fun guests. But without further ado, if y'all are ready, let me introduce the host of Lost in America. Oh, yeah, guys, get those hands clapping. Get those voices whooping. For the very funny Turner Sparks! Ah, what's up, you guys? How we doing? All right, you died immediately. That's fantastic. Give it up for Joe Schaefer. Joe! He's the voice. He's on every episode. He starts out the show. He also wasn't lying. He was the voice. We used to live in China together for 12 years. We were both out there. He's the voice of a young Polynesian boy. At Shanghai Disneyland, right? It's 100% true. And the reason why, he told me, the reason why is because they were like, well, he's like, why don't you just get it? He had to do it in Chinese. He had to read like hours of script in Chinese. So when you're waiting in line at Disney and like this like a young Polynesian boy voice pops out of a rock, it's Joe Schaefer. And the reason why is because they were like, oh, well, we can't have a Chinese person do it. It's like too authentic. So we need to get a foreigner and you're as close as we had to a Polynesian. <laughs> So I was just there. I was living in China for 12 years. I moved back. In 2004, I left. I came back in 2016, and I had no idea what was going on in our country. And so I started a podcast called Lost in America, and I got my friend to be on it, and he'll be up here in a minute. It turns out he's uh, way more lost in America <laughs> than I am. So he was no help at all, but I was just back there. I was just back in China. Do we have clap? We have Chinese people at the show tonight. We have my wife. That's fantastic. <laughs> We have one. I was just there. I went back to visit. And um, so, yeah, we were there. We were visiting my wife's family in China. And uh, she's, uh, she's Chinese, as we said. And <laughs> anybody else in interracial uh, relationships, intercultural relationships? A couple raised hands. You can clap. This is an audio podcast. So the millions of people listening on the internet right now cannot hear you raise your hand. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> It's wild, dude. That's what it is. It's wild. Interracial relationships, they're, they're normal for like a, a second. Uh, and then you find out you have different fears. That's what it is. You, you find out you're scared of different things, man, because my wife wanted to go skiing when we were in China. She wanted to go downhill snow skiing. So we go. And the mountains, she invited me. The mountains in China that she takes me to. It's in China, but it's on the border of North Korea. She didn't tell me that part. 
when she invited me skiing. She was just like, you want to go skiing? I was like, yeah, where? She's like, up north. Like, I'm like, oh, like Canada, you know? <laughs> so, so I go, I'm there, I'm on the mountain, I'm looking down. My fear is that I'm going to hit a jump and then land in North Korea. <laughs> like right into the worst part, too. Like right into Dennis Rodman's house. He's like, ah, I gotcha. And he throws me in a cell and I'm going to sit there North Korean jail watching him and the fat kid eat noodles and watch Chicago Bulls highlights from the 90s and be like, yo, you were, I think Jordan could still play. I think he could too. And then... That's my fear. And then my wife's fear on the mountain is skiing. That's it. She's like, skiing? This looks dangerous. I'm like, well, it's a little more dangerous when you could fly into North Korea. <laughs> that proximity to North Korea makes any sport, any sport, more dangerous. If I'm playing football and I catch a touchdown and I run into the end zone, except for the end zone's North Korea, also dangerous. You don't even have to worry about the head injuries in football anymore. You're going to die when you score six points. I can't go. I can't go to North Korea. That's it. If you're from North Korea, I apologize. This is not a divisive podcast, this is, but normally it's inclusive. But that one thing, I can't, go to I can't go to North Korea because one simple fact, I look exactly like that kid. That kid that went to North Korea and then he stole the poster and then, and then, they, and then they killed him. And then if I go, they're going to be like, wait, what? I thought we killed you. And then there's going to be a, a, a hunt for the American white zombie throughout North Korea. That's actually a good movie idea. Someone write that down. All right, you guys ready to get this thing going? Yeah! Please help me. I'm going to bring to the stage, this is my co-host, the co-host of my podcast. This is the man that when I moved back after 12 years of being away, I thought was going to guide me to the promised land of becoming an American. And it turned out, as I said, he knows way less than I do. He's also a parent, and so he's, I'm lost in being just anything, and he's lost in being a parent in America, and we're going to try to, we're going to try to help him out with parenting when he gets up here. Everybody put your hands together for the great Michael Gablin, everybody. <laughs> Cap, how you doing? Just, uh, we, didn't, we, didn't, oh, we didn't rehearse walking in. Yeah, I'm, we got a game tonight. Don't know when to tell me the score. So, Syracuse. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> Way to go with a super specific well, reference so, yeah. right off the bat. So, yeah, yeah I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, people are, I know people are asking me, am I nervous? I have only been on stage the second time in my life I've been on a stage. Oh, yeah. Round of applause for Kevin. He's not a stand-up comedian. I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not nervous. I'm nervous for fr Friday. It's my Ruby, my daughter. I have a three-year-old. Her birthday is on Saturday. Friday, I have to go to her school and read a book in front of the class. That's what I'm nervous about. You're nervous about that. Because those kids will tear you up. You miss a word, you know. So this, uh, yeah. this is nothing. This is just a... Uh, okay, so what do you nice. got? I feel like we need, so, we're going to help you out with something, right? So yeah, it's her birthday, and I've decided I'm going to get her uh, a specific gift, a Barbie, something for her Barbie dream house. She's got, everyone knows the Barbie dream house, the whole Malibu. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> is it a Malibu? I don't even know. So anyway, I try to play with her. I'm, I'm really, I'm trying to be a good dad. I try to play with her, but... You know, my son, I have a five-year-old son, Teddy. We've talked about him a lot on the podcast. And when I play with him, if I'm in a doubt, I don't know what to do. I just, when in doubt, you just, like, smash things together. That's how boys play. Girls, I have no idea. 
I'm totally lost playing dolls with her. I don't know what to do. So I've decided, and she's telling me, she just always vetoes everything I say. I get every storyline wrong. She just, so I've decided I need to get her a Ken. Ken doll. You need to get her a Ken. Ken, uh, yeah, yeah. Because she I wants a Ken, because, she said, right? Yeah, because I, I can't write for women. So I don't know what to do. I'm playing with the Barbie dolls. I don't know what they're going to say. Everything I say is wrong. This is why Hollywood needs to hire more female writers, clearly. I had to say that. So, so you know. There's too many so, Kaplan's out there that can't write for yeah, women. I realize this, because she's yelling at me, everything. No, okay. you're wrong. Then I'm banned from the game. I can't play. I go, like, in the corner. So from what I understand, she's given you, she's narrowed it down. She wants, there's three we've, Kendalls. We've got a few candidates. There's a lot of Kendalls out there. I don't know how, how many people have done research. But she's narrowed it down to three options for you to we've pick. We've got some, yeah. And you need we, to have a Kendall so you can play with yeah. her. She has a lot of Barbies, but you need a Ken to be you. Well, not to be me. I don't know what it is. Is oh. the Ken? I don't know how that works. The Ken is like the ideal guy. Is that is that how it works with Barbies? No, it's not me. I can Let's go with the Ken to be you. <laughs> All right, the guy I can write for. The for the sake right? of the pod. So yeah, because like just you know, there's the you picture the Ken doll, and it's like the uh, preppy, like this guy. So what do we got? This is her first choice. This is the guy I found, and this is like the most boring, like Gentile, like Upper East Side. I don't know. I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this guy is just this. Can I analyze this guy yeah, first? Yeah, this guy, I'm not buying this guy. I'm just wait, starting wait, wait. with that. Wait, let's, let's, for the audio, for the millions listening. All right, I forgot, I forgot this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me analyze. This is a, this is a white guy, blonde hair. What's the name of the Kindle? Do we know? This that guy? guy's Preppy Cheek. Or, are you counting? Preppy wait, Cheek? Preppy Cheek. I don't know your fingers Can over Can they see it. in the corner? I can't yeah, read it. Let's go back a little bit. Can you guys see in the corner over there? Okay, so this guy has a button-down, uh, I guess, blue, plaid, shirt. blue plaid shirt, shorts on. He has rolled-up shorts. Yeah. Which is a look I don't understand. Yeah, no. Is it, I remember people used to peg their pants, like in the 90s, but pegging shorts <laughs> is a very new... I guess this crowd's into that. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't write for this guy any better than a woman. This so looks way... Out. Did you already say this? This looks very Gentile. Yeah. That's what, yeah. This, this is, looks like Tyler Sparks. Or me. This is me. Yeah. This is, if it was me or my brother, this yeah. is who it would be. So here's our, here's our three choices, all right? So we got a drum roll or anything? Or Preppy no, we Chic? Well, no, let's go with who's number two. So we got Chill. This guy's Chill in Chic Doll. That's what it says. Wait, it, just, wait, slow down. Let's go with him. Yeah. Okay, this guy, can you see him? He has glasses, black frame glasses, and again, another checkered plaid shirt. Yeah, that's all the rage in the document. He looks like an IT guy, <laughs> hipster, yeah. Ken. You can see? They're all named Ken. Ken. Well, I, well, Cap, first of all, what's your, how, are you, how good are you at IT? You used to work in IT, didn't you? I did. It's an off-forgotten chapter of my life. <laughs> How'd you I, do? I did not do well. Well, in IT... I learned very early on that the first rule is you see if you can unplug it and plug it back in. Yeah. <laughs> and that works more, like, 50% of the time. What era? But if it, that doesn't work, then I was out. Okay, what era? Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was all you knew? That was my move. And then I was like, all right, get the, get the expert in. Can I ask one more question? What era of, of technology was it? Like, because that, that makes a big difference. If this was, like, 1995 versus this, Yeah, it was about 2005. So this was, like desktops that were, I used to, they used to give me the desktop computers to throw out when they were, they were so big. And it was like, there'd be a big dumpster and it'd be like a game of Tetris. I could fit them all in. Nowadays, computers are much smaller. They could fit a lot more, you know. So, so you, were the very, you were the very I, rare IT guy who was used for his muscle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was the muscle. That was me. Yeah. So, that, so, so, okay, so, so I don't, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I would say yeah. no. Do you, do you have? How is your eyesight? 
Because this guy has glasses. Yeah, I have superior 20-20 vision. It's you my do. only sense that works well. So, <laughs> it's a, But you did say that you can't, I can't squint. Sm- I can't squint. I can't smell. Like, if this place is going to burn down, I have no idea to warn anybody. <laughs> this gas, nothing. How can you not squint, first of all? I, do you want me to demonstrate? I don't know. I can't squint. Do you not believe me? I can't I don't know how to squint. I don't know. Just, uh, my, okay, okay. I wasn't breastfed. I don't know. I don't know if it's an excuse. I don't know. I, I don't know. Blame the parents. That's a great option. That's the move. Okay, so yeah. that's number two. So who's our third option? Um, well, all right. This guy is you know, a strong contender, very popular on Amazon. His name is Distressed Denim. <laughs> Wait, can you guys see in the corner of that? Distressed Denim. This guy has, uh, yeah, jeans, cut off jeans. I don't know if people. Again, that's not. I don't know if people can see, but he's got a man bun. Oh, <laughs> man bun Barbie. Man bun Barbie. That's where we're at as society. Is anyone in here? I feel like there's a guy walking around with a man bun. Oh wait, we should have before. We should have checked the audience before we introduced this. <laughs> I don't anyone, want to offend the man bun community. Does anyone have a man bun or dating anyone who has a man bun? <laughs> you want one? Wait, why do you want one? All right, so we got so, one. All right, he said cool. it looks kind of cool. Yeah. And you wish you had enough hair to get a man bun. Fantastic. That's, he also he looks like <laughs> the shirt is a little um, it's a little New Mexico Navajo. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> seems kind of like a cool guy. Like he but, went to Taos once. Yeah. And he came back with a man bun and a and a like probably, a Navajo T-shirt. I probably don't have to say a lot of lines with him if I'm playing with that character. Just like one. Just yeah. Like, hey. He's like yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that can work. And you might sell weed out of a (laughs) near dispensary or something. They have a lot of Barbie accessories. They have a bowling alley. They have a beach camper. They have all sorts of things. They do not have a weed dispenser yet, but... Weed dispensary can? Okay, what's the final option? Because right now, these options are terrible. This guy, I mean, this is probably your winner, I think. This guy's a real cool guy. It's named uh, uh, Six Color Blocks Cool. I think These are the worst names for Kindles. These names are terrible. I don't know if anybody works for... uh, Is it Hasbro or Mattel or whatever that is? Okay, can we see this guy? This guy has red. <laughs> what kind of pants are, are those? Denim or velvet? I'm I, not sure. I'm gonna go with vinyl. Vinyl. That too. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Red vinyl pants. I like this guy because he looks like he sells ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, and look at those one. shoes. He's got. I think the six color thing is because he has six different colors. Or that's very good, very lazy name, but yeah. What do you think? I don't know. Is this um, the guy? He looks like. Uh, all right, let's ask the audience. So let's let's bring them all back again. <laughs> These are the worst names, so we're not gonna name them again. Yeah, just, Okay, let's start out with... We'll give him the name, like, this guy's douchebag. No? <laughs> okay, rolled up pants. Clap if you think Kaplan should be rolled up pants, Ken. <laughs> Zero people. Wow. This is probably a good time to say... You have to clap for something. Yes, this is that's a... what I was going to say. <laughs> Remember that. You... We don't have all night, so we couldn't print up every single Ken that exists. So we got to pick one of them. Okay, IT, IT Barbie, IT Ken. Oh, all right, Some all right. people like him. All right, we have the only two we have left. Man bun Ken? Whoa. Whoa. Man bun. Can I say that Kaplan, most people clap for that, including your wife. <laughs> so she did. Randy Kaplan's a big fan of man closet, bun Ken. A closet man bun lover over there. Yeah, guy in the corner she, with the man bun. All right, bun. I'm going to start growing it. All right, and final, Ecstasy Ken. Who wants Ecstasy Ken? <laughs> Ecstasy. Ecstasy or man bun, I think we should hold him up one more time. All Let's right, you guys, finals. you can only clap for one. All right, let's do it again. Man Bun Ken. Clap if you think Kaplan's your man bun Ken. Uh, Ecstasy Ken. Come on. I think it's Man Bun. Man Bun Bun Ken. All right. right, Congratulations, Ruby Kaplan. Don't tell, nobody tell her birthday Saturday, so don't ruin the surprise. Michael Kaplan, everybody. 
Do I, am I done? Or, uh, You'll be back. You'll be back. I'll be back. So what we're doing for this show, we have some of the guests we've had on in the past. Some of our favorite guests are all back. These are also people we've known throughout our lives who also happen to be comedians, fantastic comedians right here in New York City. We've got a few guys coming up. It's going to be a blast. This first guy, I want you guys to start clapping. He's fantastic. We knew, we knew each other out in China. He did comedy in Ireland, and then he moved to China to film a TV show. I got to know him there. Now he's living in New York City. He's doing comedy all over the world. He's fantastic. You guys, start clapping now. Coming to the stage, Mr. Des Bishop, everybody. Hey, guys, before we get to Des Bishop, I want to tell you about HelloChinese.cc. It's the number one Chinese language learning app in the world for beginners. So... You're going to want to learn Chinese. Listen, Kaplan's kid, Teddy Kaplan's learning it. You don't want a five-year-old to show you up. It's amazing. Kaplan and I are both using it. It's totally free for the basic download, for the basic app. If you want to upgrade to the premium app, that's where we come in. You put in the promo code LOST, L-O-S-T, and you get 15% off, and we get a taste, more importantly. Equally as importantly. So check that out, hellochinese.cc. Start learning Chinese. Get it for your kids. It's tons of games. It's totally fun. It's addictive. You start getting rewards. You start learning. You have fun learning Chinese. All right, now let's get to Des Bishop. Thank you. Give it up for the lads with their wonderful improvised comedy. <laughs> I'll tell a little bit of uh, I'll tell a little bit of my China story because that, that's that's how I know that's how I know Turner. Uh, so I, I went to China to make a TV show about learning Chinese uh, to do stand-up comedy in, in Mandarin Chinese for a Chinese audience in China. So I had to go there with zero Chinese, and then I had one year to do stand-up, right? So people thought it was crazy. It was like, why would you go to China to do stand-up comedy of all the countries, you know, with the censorship and everything? But actually, it's not as different as you think. You know, comedy in America, comedy in China, it's very similar. You know, like in America, you can make fun of the American government. In China, you can make fun of the American government. It's the same. It's very similar. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I'm sure Turner touches on this sometimes, but, you know, when you live in China as a Westerner, you have to defend democracy all the time. Like, I was there from 2013 to 2015, because I stayed an extra year. I liked it that much, right? And uh, so you have to defend democracy a lot. And it's not like, it's not like a heated exchange, but th in general, Chinese people believe that democracy is like a Western form of government doesn't suit uh, a country like China, you know, as vast. Uh, as China, and that's fine, that's the, the way they were taught. And I say, listen, democracy is a flawed system, but I think it's the best system, better than your system. And I had that argument for two fucking years. I tell you, man, I am glad I am not there now, because I would fucking struggle in the debate. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> they'd be like, how's your democracy now, motherfucker? <laughs> it's, a, it's a little orange, I think it's a little orange for you. So uh, anyway, so I did all these, uh, I did all these tasks, you know, all these like challenges as part of the TV show, but also to help me learn the language. So one of the things I did was I got a job for a month in a Chinese restaurant. Now, you don't have to call it a Chinese restaurant there. It's just a restaurant. But just so you know, I wasn't in like TGI, I wasn't in TGI Fridays in Beijing. Even though I promise you, I could have got a job at TGI Fridays in Beijing. Guaranteed, I would have been the manager like a month. But... Uh, so I, I was in Dongbei. I was actually in, in the northeast where, where Ye Ye took, uh, took Turner to go, uh, to go uh, skiing. And uh, so I was, I was a, a Yin Bing Yuan, right? It's a welcomer, right? It's a job we don't really have in the West. So customers would arrive, and as they walked through the door, I would shout at them, Huan Yin Guan Lin, which means you're very welcome, right? There's no, it's not like a host, you know? It's not like how many people in your party, because there's only one party in China. Uh, it's more like a... <laughs> 
It's literally just like you shout at customers as loud as possible, Huan Ying Guan Ling, all day, every day. And of course, I was terrible at it because every day I'd be like, Huan Ying Guan Ling, and the customers would be like, Whoa! Oh, your Chinese is so good. And I'd be like, then why the fuck are you speaking English? <laughs> I would have, I, I would have thought if my Chinese was good, you would have spoken Chinese. But they they get very they get very excited when when a white Westerner can speak Chinese. Like uh, like you could learn Ni Hao of Dora the Explorer, go to China tomorrow, be like Ni Hao, and they'd be like, whoa, your Chinese is so good. Uh, which makes me feel guilty because you know I'm from Flushing Queens. I mean I don't know if people know Flushing, but it's very Chinese. It's very Chinese nowadays. That's where I grew up. That's where I spend a lot of time nowadays. Chinese people come up to me in Flushing. You know they're like, excuse me, where's Subway? Yeah, I'm never like, whoa, your English is so good. Yeah, I'm just like it's over there, and you're missing a verb. Yeah. Not because I'm an asshole, by the way. That's the Chinese way. You know, an American would be like, don't correct my grammar, asshole. Don't correct, you know. The Chinese are like, thank you, I will get better. Yes, 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 yeah. They don't give a fuck, you know. They're not worried about offense. I mean, that's the kind of refreshing thing when you spend time in China. You realize, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not one of these comedians that makes an argument like the world's gone too PC, but like we are very fucking sensitive and they are not sensitive in China. They don't give a fuck if you get offended. Like, if you're fat in China, they'll just be like, oh, you're so fat. <laughs> <laughs> And if you get offended, they'll be like, well, well, don't be fat. I don't understand. <laughs> why, why you, you assume? I assumed you were comfortable with being fat because you, you're fat. And I did not make you fat. But now you are mad at me like I made you fat. They don't give a fuck, you know? They just say what's on their mind, you know? Anyway, thanks very much. I've been Des Bishop. You've been great. See Thank you. The, the lads are coming back up. I'm taking the middle chair. The I'm in the middle. Give it up for Des Bishop, Thank everybody. You. Thank you. I have an end to the restaurant story, but I didn't want to hog the time, oh. you know? Just no, keep wait, talking. So we'll you were here. saying uh, the fat thing. Oh, yeah. I want to start there. Okay, start there. Because I taught, my first year in China, I taught seventh grade Chinese kids. And I taught them, maybe this is fifth grade kids, I taught them the word fat in English. Mm. It blew their minds because there was one kid that was a little bit chubbier than everyone else. And they were immediately, like all 50 kids just pointed to him. <laughs> and they were like, oh, fat, 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 fat. And then they were running around the whole day calling him fat in English. And I was like, what did I do? Dan I just created a whole school of bullies. Yeah, you teach them the word for bullying next? Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a, I have a slightly more negative sort of version of that story. The first TV, the first TV series I ever did in, in Ireland was about living on minimum wage. And I, I did four minimum wage jobs for a month each to try to, you know, uh, experience what it's like. And in the first job was in Abracababra, a kebab shop in, in Waterford, Ireland. Fantastic late night <laughs> yeah, place to eat in Ireland. Place. Yeah, they got it. So uh, most of my coworkers <laughs> You've been were drunk actually, in Ireland, you've been in Abracababra. Most of my coworkers were Dungbei. They were guys from the Northeast. Coincidentally enough, the guy that I worked with in Abracababra was the guy that organized that restaurant all these years later. So it all comes back to Abracababra. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> they were experiencing incredible racism, but they were oblivious to it because they had never heard the word chink. And they kept hearing it in the restaurant, but they had no idea it was directed at them. And then I fucking told them. And they were like, oh. So it's, you made it racist. <laughs> yeah, It's like literally. if a tree falls. Like it's yeah. not racist if they don't so know. So then it. I had to teach them about the famine and potatoes so that they could throw it back. And, so the next time they heard chink, they were like, fuck you, Patty. I wish you'd die in the famine. <laughs> <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day, you black potato eating yeah. motherfucker. This is our St. Patty's Day episode. <laughs> so, uh, 
somehow that voice is okay yeah. when you've just spoken in Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes it all right. Yeah, there's been a lot of Chinese impression between the, you and I. Yeah, I know, but oh. you know, it's different because we're impersonating Chinese people in China. We're not. The, I, I, in a, yeah. On a yeah, serious note, I can't do note, it. You can do it. On a serious note, the the problem with that voice is when you turn to some kid that's three generations in America, the same as I am. You know, my dad's actually a fucking immigrant, but nobody turns to me and goes fucking, "Oh, your dad speaks so funny." You know, so like, if you're a third generation Chinese person and someone goes to you like, "Oh, you were so Chinese," you're like, "Oh, fuck yourself." But like, we're actually impersonating people that we encountered in China. Specific people. But yeah, like, <laughs> that's what I, I think. I think they're with you. Well, they fucking yeah. laughed. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't laugh at the fucking, the, me so trying to get away with it. I have two, two things I want to talk about, but you can pick which one. One, you were on a dating show in China. Mm -hmm. A Chinese television dating show. Oh, I was show. actually on two, so the two options are, I guess I'm going to have to talk about a dating well, show. Well, I want to start with the one that Ye, my wife's uncle came up to me one day, and he goes, hey, look at this guy on TV. This is when we were living in China. Look at this guy on TV. You should do what he's doing. While you were dating? And I was like, I'm, I'm about to get married to your daughter-in-law. He's like, just do it for fun. Just <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what was that show? But he was you. He was true. Was, was it Fei Chong Wurao or was it um, the Bai Li Tao? Fei Chong Oh, it was Fei Chong Wurao, yeah. Because I did two of them. Is that the Bachelor so what of China? Or which? How'd you get on this dating show? Well, the first time I did Bai Li Tao, we were still filming the, uh, we were still filming the, um, the, the documentary. So that, that's like a great finish to the documentary to be like, oh, can he do stand-up? More than that, he can go on a, a dating show and go back and forth with the host. This was like a version of The Bachelor, basically. It was everyone in China. It was throughout the country, people watched this show. And he was the one white guy on this show. Yeah, well, every now and then, there's like a token white guy. But anyway, the Bai Li Tao, will, will, <laughs> will ignore that, right? The Bai Li Tao, I did it and that was great. But then I stayed in China another year and Fei Chong Wurao's hugely popular show. I mean, I hear different numbers, but some people say 300 million people watch it. I, I, I don't actually know the numbers, but it's humongous, right. right? So there's 24 women, and when you walk out, the first thing that happens is they decide if they like you just based on your physical appearance. So essentially, they swipe right or left before <laughs> anything happens, right? So when I walked out, oh, so, so here's the thing. If 22 or more of the girls leave their lights on for you, then you have a chance to win a trip to Greece or the Maldives if you actually get a girl at the end. So when I walked out, 23 girls said yes. Right, so the host is Meng Fei. He was like, "Oh, this is good. You must be happy." And I was like, "Well, you think it's good? I'm wondering who's this one fucking girl that didn't swipe me." Uh, so they went to her. They went to her, and they were like, "Why didn't you pick it?" And she said, "I'd be worried that our children wouldn't be Chinese." <laughs> Very honest. So my Chinese, my Chinese wasn't good enough, but I wanted to say, "I'd be worried our children would be racist." So it's absolutely fine. I think it's, I think it's working out. And then. Uh, well, you know, loads of things happened on the show, but in the end, I got a girl. There was one left, and I had to say yes or no. So if I say yes, I'm going to fucking Greece or the Maldives. So of course I fucking <laughs> said yes. No to she could have been fucking fat, <laughs> which is unacceptable here. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, I was kind of a callback, but she wasn't fat. Obviously, I would have said no. But well, uh, <laughs> So uh, anyway, uh, she was actually quite nice. She was from uh, she was from Beijing. And uh, so I said yes, and we walked off, and uh, so we went a trip to, to, well, she wanted to go to the Maldives, and um, you went to Greece. she was like a 33-year-old, she was a 33-year-old teacher, and on our first date, she took me to get her Lexus serviced. That, 
That's, that's un- outside the box, practical. Think, yeah, that's my move, I feel like. That's yeah, that's you want to see how someone's going to be. But if you want to know, you know what China's like, that's basically China. Like, in that, that's not a normal Chinese thing to do, but it is normal that she didn't think it was weird. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I Aren't you supposed to step up and, like, do an oil change for her or something? Like, show, you could have done oh, that. Oh, I gave her know? a fucking oil change. I'm <laughs> saying that. I'm just kidding. Nothing happened, actually. I wasn't into it. Bushuha. Did you go to the Maldives? Did you go to the Maldives, or what happened? She went to the Maldives. I didn't go. What? <laughs> you, you don't go together anyway. You have to share a room with some other fucking winner. What? You know, some other guy. From another show? or no, Yeah, like it's from Fitchin' World. It doesn't matter. Anyway, long story short, I didn't go. <laughs> but she went. That she is, went. And that's very worse soon than The Bachelor in America. Very soon after that, I, uh, I met a girl and I was together with her for a long time. Aww, oh, see, these reality shows always work out. She didn't fucking immigrate like your wife did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So I should have had you get her in her head, you know? Unfortunately, Shren Shren, of course, she has, she has a boyfriend now and a dog, so she's happy. Shout, shout out to her. I yeah, yeah shout listening. out to Shren Shren. If she could speak English, she would listen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's one of the million <laughs> listening. No, she doesn't speak English. What do you want me to do? I mean, my Chinese got a lot better. All right, Des, do you want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. When you, when you have to fucking argue in another language, you learn fast. I'll uh. tell you that. Did you ever hear that? You, you, this will only work for you, but one time we were having an argument and uh, it was fucking real intense. And then she went, right? So I fucking start looking at my phone. She fucking storms out of the room. I'm like, what's the matter? She's like, you can't fucking talk to me. You, you can't be arguing with me. And then fucking check your messages. And I was like, no, I don't fucking know what wait you means. I was fucking, <laughs> I was looking up wait you. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I thought you were going to say she sneezed. You know? No. <laughs> That's achu. It's a different tone. In China, this stuff is killing it right now. Yeah. You people don't, I mean, yeah. you people don't know what you're missing. But anyway, wait you means I feel wronged. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Go no. ahead. And then you exactly. did a, um, uh, you did stand up in Chinese on Joe Wong's show, right? Yeah, so yeah, that was like what we filmed. So Joe, Joe Wong, do, does anyone here know who Joe Wong is? Yeah, so Joe Wong was, uh, got, was getting quite famous in America, actually. Uh, did the Letterman show a number of times. Then he roasted Joe Biden, which went hugely viral in China because the Chinese couldn't believe like the second most powerful man in America is being roasted by a guy from fucking Jilin, right? <laughs> yes. So that was like amazing. And uh, so he got hugely famous in China, moved back because, you know, there was a, there was a bamboo ceiling uh, b- b- before off the boat. And uh, <laughs> he told Joe taught me that term, the bamboo ceiling. And um, no, it's serious. He felt that his, his career was being limited by the fact that there wasn't opportunities for a- people of Asian ethnicity until off the boat, which came out after he fucking went back to China. So uh, <laughs> looks like he got off the boat a little early. So anyway, uh, Joe went back to China and got quite famous over there uh, from his roasting of Joe Biden. And did a, a, a series of shows in Shanghai, and I opened up for him. But uh, I saw ten, you on TV. There's, there's, oh, that was it. Yeah, that was that was the end of two years. Okay, so it took yes. two years. Des moved to China with zero Chinese language skills, and within two years was on TV doing stand-up comedy in Chinese. On with Choi Yongyuan, which I feel like deserves a round of applause. Yeah. I don't oh, know, thank to you. Me. Yes, the host of that show has since been a little bit blacklisted, but uh, it was fun while it lasted. So we have a news story for you. Do you want to do a news story? Sure, let's do a news story. This comes to us from China. It's a stay on theme. Yeah, stay on. Floyd, this is true. This is from the Shanghaiist. Uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Uh, Floyd Mayweather adopts a panda in Chengdu, China, and names it after himself. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's he, how awesome Does Floyd he bring Mayweather. the panda back to America? Or is it no, like when you so adopt? No, so it's a panda. It stays in the sanctuary. He paid $15,000 to own his own panda. 
But the panda stays in China. He named it uh, the TMT, which stands for the money train. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then just Floyd Mayweather. TMT Floyd Mayweather. So he got a plug-in for his company. In the so name, TMT is his company, isn't Yeah, it? his brand. TMT. It'd be like name, like, which I've always wanted to do. I've always thought if I was a professional athlete, but not a very good one, like if I was like the, la- the worst player on the Lakers, I would just auction Lonzo my Ball. name off to the highest bidding company. Like I would change my name to Nike. If, the, if they paid me 500 grand, so that on the back of my shirt, it would just say Nike. Anytime I was in the paper, they would have to be like, oh, Nike scored seven points tonight. You know what I'm saying? This is brand, who's a marketing yeah, uh, person? Well, especially here? with. I, who's with in your, advertising? With your last genius. name, I feel like it's made to happen Nike Sparks. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's like a, an item ready to fly off the shelves. But a, a, a panda is 15 grand? Is that what you said? Yeah, which is like a, it's just a a you're sponsoring it. A panda, a panda is like the cutest animal, right? So what's like a cheap animal? What well, you can, we, can get, you can get what a fucking, name after you can feed an African for $2 a week. What can we get for lost, name after lost I mean, in America? No, yeah, I'm no, trying no, to do no, a little market. No, you guys are not old enough to remember those commercials. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, I remember, that's 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 commercial, show, I remember those commercials. He's sponsoring the fucking panda, right? Oh, so you can sponsor it. somebody. Oh, so what I'm saying, we should sponsor a cheaper animal, like a lost in America pod. We should get an animal of the pod. Like we can't spend 15 grand, but what's like, what can you get for 50 bucks? You can get a dog for free, right? <laughs> well, you have to make a donation. Just walk out to the street. <laughs> That's not the point. Yeah, just sponsor, sponsor like a rat. Oh, yes. Yeah. That there would be, we go. A New York subway rat. Yeah, yes. exactly. And the they name are of the very rats, lost in New York. The name That's of the rats right. lost in America. Okay. Sparky. Sparky. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Thank you so much. A round of applause. Cheers. We're going to keep this show moving. One more time for Des, everybody, as he walks out of here. The next guy coming to the stage is a very funny man. He's from Barstool Sports. If you follow that, you know him. But also what I know him from is right when I was leaving to move here, he went to China to play at my comedy club, the Kung Fu Comedy Club in Shanghai. And he did stand-up comedy, I believe in Chinese, sort of. You might, we'll talk about it later. But now he's back. He's very funny. Everybody put your hands together for Francis Ellis. <laughs> So you did a set, you went to the club, that, my club in China, the Kung Fu Comedy Kung Club. Kung Fu, one of my favorite, and I'm not just saying this, one of my favorite comedy clubs I've ever performed at. Yes! Yeah. Give it up for Yeah. You too? <laughs> no, I've never been there. No, no connection. Yeah, we got one. <laughs> this, guy, this guy tried to just, start, just tried to start a slow clap that was uh, going to go around the room. It happened. <laughs> and got cock blocked by 35 people. That's yeah. what just happened. Not, we could not get a wave going. If we could. Uh, I will say this. Do you, I don't know if you recognize, but we designed our room based off of this room. You know, so who's the other guy? Who's the guy that's still over there? Andy Curtin. Shout Andy, out. Andy Curtin. Great guy. Uh, he told me that. And I said, that's amazing. I perform at Stand Up New York. I love that round bar. And um, I'll tell you, when I was performing over there, it did not feel like this. <laughs> because nobody spoke English. <laughs> I performed on the Mandarin show and I don't speak any Chinese. So, uh, and they didn't speak any English. Do you want me to tell this story? I don't want to dominate. Please here. do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, um, I, I work for a company called Barstool Sports and, uh, it's like a comedy media company and we have another character, a personality who lives over in China named Donnie. Donnie does exactly. And he's, uh, 
he plays this mass hole, this like white mass hole who like somehow boarded the wrong plane and just ended up getting stuck in China for six years. <laughs> he's absolutely hysterical. He's, he, and he really takes advantage of the white privilege in China, which like if you think I get white privilege here, you should see it over there. It is delicious. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's light speed white privilege. You can get away with anything. I killed people. Oh my God. I'm a wanted man. But, uh, so, uh, we went to the Kung Fu comedy. We did the Mandarin night and the, our idea was Donnie speaks like passable Mandarin. And the idea was that I would perform my act. I would do a joke, hand the mic over to him, and then he would translate it into Chinese for the audience. Can I give an example of his level of Mandarin? Yes. Okay. The, it's, it's barely... It's someone who just, like someone who's, if you're interested in Chinese, someone in Flushing who just got here, who yeah. knows a couple words. He's fine in 7-Eleven, and that's it. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so, we, so we would pass the mic, and then what we ended up, and the place was sold out. I mean, it was packed with Chinese people. Um, maybe they just didn't have anywhere else to go. They have an overcrowding problem, you know? But I don't know. That was racist. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. It's literally impossible not to be racist on this I show. I was really trying. I'm sweating. Okay. So, um, so I do a joke, right? And then what we ended up doing was Donnie would translate it, but he would, instead of doing the joke in Chinese, he would say something really insulting about me. Like, I would be like, uh, you know, I work as a tutor to help my parents pay my rent. And then he'd be like, I fucking hate redheaded people. <laughs> and then I pretended like I thought he was translating it. And then the Chinese audience picked up on what we were doing. And they were howling at what he was saying and silent for what I was saying. And, like, that's kind of what we wanted, but it was, like, the, the hardest I've ever killed, and I wasn't even telling the, the funny jokes, so <laughs> it's too bad, but it was really fun. Yeah. It was a show entirely, you were doing the setups. Yes. And that was it. Yeah. And then chilling. That's, <laughs> that's how comedy Just should be. alley-ooping the whole yes. night, yeah. No, so. so what else did you guys get into? I know you guys went all, you, I think you went to, did you go to Suzhou? That's where I lived. Um, and you saw, like, um, the London Bridge? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So they have uh, fake versions of the Tower Br London Tower Bridge, my wife says. The Tower Bridge, my wife says. <laughs> oh, oh, they have fake European. That's your wife. That's my wife. Oh, wonderful. I just thought you were rude. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but very knowledgeable. Like, I thought, uh, it's like, my goodness. <laughs> Should we do something about this? Like, I don't. <laughs> Welcome. Lovely to meet you. Uh, <laughs> That's great. So they have fake versions of all these monuments from around the world. So, what, so they have the Tower Bridge, as I'm told, is they, the one. In China, they created this, this town that it's like a, a model town. Um, and it's completely fake, almost. And it's meant, it was meant to be China's equivalent of Chinatown in America for Western business people. Is that right? That's what I, I was saying. I, I think it was more like a maybe, yeah. For but the, for the it, sake of the bit. No, yes. knowing no Western people ever went. They thought it was too much of a gimmick. And so then it's turned into a place where uh, young Chinese couples go to take wedding photos and like prom photos. So Donnie and I went there, and I'm not kidding you, every 10 feet you run into a couple wearing like a wedding gown and a tuxedo with like a team of photographers staging wedding photos and everyone wanted us in their pictures. 
to, to populate like the yeah. Western image. And we were wearing like basketball jerseys. Like it was horrible. Right. Donnie wears like a Larry Bird shirt. Jersey yeah, he was wearing times, a right? Sharks jersey. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So there's a lot of wedding photos with us in them now. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Right? So. No, it was really funny. That was a cool town. We also, um, we went to a nightclub in Shanghai. Please tell. Um, it's the one up on the roof. Oh, okay. You went to Bar Rouge, man. Yeah, Bar Rouge. A French nightclub yeah, in it, Shanghai. It's, let Is me it tell the you, only rooftop in it was Shanghai. nice. It yeah. was sweet. You you overlooked the skyline and uh, over the river. What's the river there? The Bund. The Bund. Yeah. yeah. This is a little little tourism for you guys. <laughs> Training for you guys. But let me tell you, the reason I bring up Bar Rouge is if you if you're hoping to get laid in China, go there. It's easy. Oh my God! I was there for ten minutes. Ten minutes, and a woman came up to me. I was sure she was a hooker. Sure. <laughs> Didn't pay anything. It was consensual. It was amazing. So, oh, wow. Round of applause. Yeah, really good. Really good stuff. Yeah. Should have worn a condom. I don't... <laughs> Just kidding. I did. I did. She made me. It's fine. <laughs> Should we do a news story? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So this is from the Washington... Today's Washington Post. I re- right, Kaplan? Uh, I'm sure. You're not holding the newspaper in front of me. So yeah, we'll say yes. Breaking news. Professor at college, professors at colleges are banning laptops in class, driving college students to revert to handwriting, and they're complaining about it. Oh, yeah. That was yesterday's Wall Street Journal for anyone who's fact-checking. <laughs> this is quotes from the kids. My hand is yelling at me, says one student. <laughs> and this other student says, I'd be an A student if I could just read my own notes. And the third one says, oh, no. And then other students uh, say the professors just don't understand how hard it is to write by hand. Thoughts? Did you have anyone... When were you in college? What, you went to Harvard, first of all, is yeah, why I wanted to bring I this did, up. I did, I did. At yeah. Harvard, I, I went to the Harvard of uh, Miami-Dade County. Mm. <laughs> University of Miami, yeah. shout out to the nice. U. Yeah, nice. Nice. Oh, you did. All right. And uh, did, were you guys, did you use laptops at Harvard? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we had laptops. It was, it, was, it was a good school. <laughs> In class, though, could you? We, did you, you, know, you guys know laptops at Harvard? Uh, yeah. I think we invented them, maybe? I don't, I, I'm not sure. Our computer lab was dope. I mean, that's where Zuck got started, you know? Zuck? Oh, yeah, so we, That's what we call him at Harvard. Did you guys had the Oregon Trail and everything? You guys had it all? <laughs> All the games? Yeah. Uh, San Diego. Spy uh, Hunter, you had it all? Minesweeper, I love that shit. We were, uh, there was, when I was in college, okay, this was 2000 uh, to 2004, there was always one kid who had a laptop, and everybody was like, all right, settle down, Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was the kid who wore the business suit to business class. Yeah. Like, that was going to somehow get him hired quicker than everyone else. Dress the when, part. When I, when I went to college, I graduated in 2000, you wouldn't have had a laptop with a battery life long enough. To make it through a whole class. Yes. <laughs> you could have gotten like 15 minutes of notes maybe, but... So I don't... They could not have gone through an hour and a half. I don't think that existed, so... I, I always preferred taking notes by hand because someone once told me, he who writes learns twice. <laughs> See, that's Harvard for you, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Like a, don't forget Chinese it. Idiot. That's why thing. they get the big jobs. Yeah. Bar- yeah. We, I had to write... I feel like... Well, there was a, a time when you were supposed to write cursive. I remember that. Hmm. And then that's long gone. That was gone. the biggest scam that our teachers perpetrated on us. They made us write cursive. 
They said yeah, in the like, real world, you're going to need cursive. You need to learn this. Like they thought at some yeah. point we were all going to be signing the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they'd be like, all right, well, England has to know what's going on, so. Have you ever tried writing letters other than your signature in cursive now? Like, no. I don't know any of them. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, though, speaking of, that's a good point. I, I, like, my doodling when I was bored in class, I would practice my signature over and over and over again, pages of it, which is, I think, the most narcissistic thing that you can do. <laughs> well, the idea being that by the time I got famous, I wanted to be prepared. Oh, wow. Yes. You know what I mean? Still practicing, still, yeah. Anybody still want working on the F, it. but... <laughs> All right, that's it. We have to go out on that. Yeah. I apologize. Francis Ellis, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. All right, we're going to keep the train rolling, you guys. This next guy coming to the stage. Yep, we're good to go. All right, this guy is hilarious, you guys. He's the host of the Race Wars podcast on iTunes. He's been all over TV, all over everything. Start clapping now. Put your hands together for the very funny Sherrod Small, everybody. Sherrod Hey guys, I gotta jump in one more time. Before we get to Sherrod Small, I wanna tell you about Ints. Ints is an app, baby. Ints is an app. You can get it in the app store. It's up to five minute audio recordings, voice recordings, music recordings. I went to see Ikram's band play last week at the Knitting Factory. I Inst it. You can go on Ints now. Follow me, Turner Sparks. Follow Kaplan at Lost in America. We're Inst all the time. If you wanna know what guests we have coming up, we put it on Ints. You can Inst us questions. We will ask them. On the show. So, that's it. Also, ins us in questions. We'll put you... You'll be on the show. You'll be on Lost in America. It's great. Get it in the app store. Ints is an app. Now, let's get back to the show. Come on! Yeah! Sherrod <laughs> Small, everybody. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for doing it, dude. Yes. So I moved here a year and a half ago, is what I was telling him earlier. I was in China for 12 years. What you doing over there? I had an ice cream. I had a Mr. Softy ice cream. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. That's right. I did your podcast. And then they stole your fucking idea. Yeah, the the, the local uh, government took it, and now they do it. Then they send, like, spies to copy what you were doing. (laughs) That's why I love the Chinese. (laughs) They're like, no, we just want to know what you're doing. So ice cream goes in the cone, not cone on the... (laughs) Play the music. And And then they shut your business down. Yeah, now now that's why I'm here. (laughs) That's crazy. I was like, well, I guess I'll try comedy. I don't know. You got a podcast out of it, so it was a win-win. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I hadn't set that up, but what I was doing over there, I had a Mr. Softy ice cream truck. Totally true. I did it for 10 years, and then the local government decided uh, it was a great idea. (laughs) And they took it. And so they took it, and now their cousins do it, and now I'm here. (laughs) That's it. In in China, the Chinese man is the white man. It's great. (laughs) It's a whole flip. It's a different side of the world, so it's different rules. Yes. So when I came, this is what I want to talk to you about, though. When I came here, I moved to Brooklyn. I'd only seen Brooklyn in movies. Okay. Not at all. I knew Brooklyn from like 80s movies. Well, which movies? Like Spike Lee? Yes. Okay. So you like do the, do the right thing? Yes. You thought you were going to see people with four finger rings that said yes. love and hate? I thought I was going to mix it up. Okay. <laughs> do, the, do the right thing. You know what I'm talking about, right, brother? All right. <laughs> Mookie. But yeah, that's, uh, it was a different Brooklyn now. It's a different Brooklyn. What part? Where were you? I was born and raised in Bed-Stuy, Bedford-Stuyvesant, Decatur, Howard, Saratoga. Yeah. Yes. So I live in Brooklyn Heights. 
Yeah, I went to high school. I went to, I went to Bishop Lachlan right over there. Oh, you well, did? Not too far. It's near Brooklyn Tech. Okay. Yeah, you, Brooklyn Heights was supposed to be where the Cosby show was supposed to, like, where they were supposed to live in Brooklyn. I, and was it Sesame Street, too? Uh, what? <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> that's right. Bert and Ernie started the Crips down there. <laughs> no, yeah, I think they went in the Bronx, right? Yeah, the Bronx, right? Yeah. I just knew, yeah, when I was walking around, I knew I recognized them from somewhere. Sesame Street? <laughs> Sesame Street or Cosby's, what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you walked around Brooklyn, you was like, is that two. Big Bird or am I bugging? Yes. Is that, okay. Is that Theo Huxtable or... He's going to get killed in the city. <laughs> So how was China though? China was great, huh? It was good. Yeah, I was just there. I was back visiting. Uh, this is uh, so. Did who was uh, the girl? My wife, right here. Okay, okay. Oh, that's who the girl. So you got married there and came here, or married here? Exactly. Both, right? One of each. We what? had two weddings. Same person. Oh, one over there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married twice. So you did it once there for her family, then once here for your family? Exactly. But then uh, Ye was in. It took a while to get all the processes and the. You know, it took Ye ten months. Okay, so they might have taken your ice cream, but you took something much better from their country. Yeah. Right? yeah. Am I right, guys? Charmer. Am I right? Two scoops. <laughs> Two scoops. So Black Panther just came out in China. How dare you bring that up to me? <laughs> you know I hate that movie. I'm the only black person I know really? not in that fucking movie. This is why I brought it up to you. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Can I work? <laughs> I can play a black kitten or something. Let me do something. I'll pee in a litter box just to get in a fucking movie. So that clap. I knew this was a good idea. I was talking to Kaplan. I'm like, should we talk about Black Panther? They're like, yeah, with Sherrod, of course. Everybody I know is in that damn movie. Bugs ah! me. And then the dude, he, the, the lead dude really bugs me. What's it, you know his name? Michael B. Jordan? No, not Michael B. Jordan. The other dude with the African name. I knew he was going to go with the American name, the one you could pronounce. Yeah, he can remember that name. <laughs> you mean Chadwick, whatever. He gets to play every famous dead black dude. He played Jackie Robinson. He played James Brown. I think if I die, he's going to play me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> he's doing good work. So the early reports from China. The movie's doing well? I I, it, it might be doing well, but the reports are not that People great. don't like it. The, literally, the news says, they interview people coming out of the movie, they say, too many black people. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly my complaint. <laughs> so who am I to fucking look down on them? <laughs> I, don't, I don't never want to see that many black people and not my face looking back. <laughs> Selfish. But yeah, but what they going to do to that movie, same thing they did to the ice cream thing. It's going to be a Black Panther movie coming out of China. Yes. <laughs> with all Chinese cast eating ice cream. <laughs> There's an idea. Let's. I thought you were gonna go one step further to blackface, but you did not. Oh no. I wouldn't even get mad to see a Chinese dude in blackface. It happened recently. Well, did it really? On the um, on the, they have a once a year uh, Chinese New Year show. Like 500 million people watch it, and okay. they wanted to show that they had what a great relationship China had with countries in Africa. <laughs> oh boy. So they got like. 10 oh, African this cannot people. turn out well. <laughs> Was Dennis Rodman not available that week? He was in North Korea. So my wife's nodding, by the way, so this is a true story. Yeah. They got like 10 uh, African people to do it, but then they couldn't find an extra one, so they just got an old Chinese lady <laughs> put on a fat suit and paint her face black. <laughs> That's even I'm worse fine with that. <laughs> I like the way that it made the white people cringe in this room. <laughs> I'm like, I want more of that. So she put on, why the fat suit, though? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they wanted like I don't, they wanted her to be fat. I don't know that. It's like the, the face looks black, but where's that ass we heard about? I think that no, might have been it. <laughs> where's that dumper? 
So American media came after them saying this is racist, and they said, no, this is, that's American media trying to get in the middle of our relationship American with American media trying to call China racist is like the Klan trying to call China racist. <laughs> it's like, shut your fucking mouths. That's all I had. <laughs> but yeah, I'm fine with that. You're fine with yeah. that. Ah, so we get married tell at them. some Chinese woman who probably never saw a black person before in her life. I think it's more, you know, like admiring black people than looking down at them. She didn't buck teeth the mouth or, you know, chuck and jive. <laughs> I don't know. But that's I, what they used to, come on, they used to fucking, everything was bucked out. You know, what I'm, anybody speak English? You're just staring at me like, why is Kofi Annan so aggressive? <laughs> they don't know who Kofi Annan is. Well, the Asians laugh, so I'm good. <laughs> Learn more. All right, so we got a news story to do with you. You want to do, do a news story? Yeah. All right, this is also, this is from the New York Post. Nice. Right, I wrote for the Post. Did you? I read a couple of editorials for the I wrote the that. one about Tracy Morgan after his He crash. actually wrote this article. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. After the crash? After the crash. I wrote, talked about his uh, return to SNL. What was the headline? It was, uh, it's his return is better than what you think. <laughs> because he's been through a lot. I talked about his whole life. His father, he's been through a, he had a whole life of shit. Oh, that's actually good. I thought yeah. it was going to be some pun. No, 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 no. It's like, <laughs> I know his, father, his brother had multiple sclerosis. His father was served in the military, came back addicted to heroin, died early on from uh, HIV from sharing needles. Then he, this was before the crash and his kidney transplants and his divorces. Jeez. And he steals funny as shit, so. We all get a deck of cards. That's what I wrote in there. We all get a deck of cards. It comes down to you how you play them. Everybody got quiet now, huh? <laughs> That's probably the only, like, non-punchline story in the post. Yeah. That's fantastic. I all did right. some jokes in there, too, about his, uh, he said that his aunt uh, got him a PlayStation for Christmas. And she was on crack, so then she uh, stole it back. <laughs> and then she helped him look for it. <laughs> that Funny joke, but here's the real crackers. truth of it. It was his mother who did that, not his aunt. But if you say mother in joke, people won't laugh. So he used aunt, but it was really his mother. Oh, well, just... <laughs> I know, hilarious, right? <laughs> That's true shit. He's been through a lot. That's a good parenting tip for me, Randy. Jake <laughs> <laughs> mother out, yeah. put on. If you're yeah. like this, yeah, she's a crazy steal, bitch. Yeah, if I steal the Xbox, I'll blame the app. <laughs> One step removed means comedy. That's what All right, from the New York Post. People who practice yoga contribute to white supremacy, <laughs> professor claims. <laughs> true. This is from Michigan State University. What a mercy. Srina Gandhi is the, uh, the professor. Go Spartans. From her, <laughs> yeah, good team this year. From her, story, from her study called Yoga and the Roots of Cultural Appropriation. So is anyone, round of applause if you do yoga in here. Wow. There should have been more white claps in here. No. <laughs> that's, that's, that is statistically impossible. There's only one person. I like how the Indian dude, where yoga comes from, he was like this, that's old people's shit. <laughs> See you, brother. Oh, yeah, what, do people in India do yoga still? Yeah, yeah, they do. It's mostly older people, though, right? It's more like, it's more like business, today, yoga, yeah. business, it's more what? It's like a fitness thing. Oh, fitness. Oh, it's like thing. a fitness thing. Right. That's like what it is here. Yeah. Here it's trendy. Plus people, you know, I think they do kind of use yoga to look down on other people. You see people walking around with their yoga mats, you would think. <laughs> no. A hundred percent. They walk around like it's everything in the world. When we moved here, my wife, yeah, is number one thing. She's like, I have to get a yoga mat immediately. <laughs> they look at <laughs> you funny, right? Just to walk through Brooklyn Heights. Fit in. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whitest thing ever. If yoga. you don't have a yoga mat, you're getting judged by everyone in Brooklyn Heights. We get kicked out of the neighborhood from our landlord or whoever. It's like the Olympic torch for millennials. <laughs> and also, what? 
90% of the people with yoga mats are walking into a grocery store. Yes. Never into yoga. No, there's never in the well, yoga. Do you need a yoga mat to go to yoga? Like, what happens if you show up without a mat? They'll laugh like, at you. They give you, like, a rental or, like... No. Shouldn't they have them there? You rent them, but you don't want to rent something oh. that somebody's already rented and sweated on and farted on. Right. They need sweat for free technology. That's like a gym saying you have to bring your own basketball or you're not allowed in. I don't know how you play basketball, but you shouldn't be farting on the ball. <laughs> That's a key to keep the defense I never saw back. that shot. Yeah. Sherrod, smile, everybody. That's all we got. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you very me. much, Go dude. Hey, that's it. That's it. You can... You can check out Sherrod on the Race Wars podcast. He actually records upstairs. He literally recorded his podcast. Something happened over there. He recorded upstairs, came right down and did our show. So one more time for Sherrod, everybody. Thanks for having him out. That's fantastic. All right, we are down to our last comedian of the night, our last guest of the night, and then we have something special. You guys have to stick around right after. It's very special, right, Kaplan? Yes. He's very excited. All right, you guys, this last guy of the night, this guy, we did a podcast with him a few months ago. In the middle of the podcast, he and I figured out that we went to college together and knew each other 15 years ago. But we had no idea until we were halfway through this podcast. Everybody, put your hands together for the very funny Anthony DeVito. Last time I'm going to jump in, Amazon. We have an Amazon. If you're going to go shop on Amazon anyway, which I know all of you do, you're shopping anyway, before you go to Amazon, go to lostinamericapod.com. Click in the upper right-hand corner. There's a banner. There's a banner for Amazon. It has like three books on there. Just click on the banner. It'll take you back to Amazon. Do all your regular shopping. A percentage of what you spend comes back to us. It supports the show. It costs you nothing extra. We just get money out of it. Amazon gets less money. So if you hate Amazon, good. You're taking money away from them. If you like them, well, you're supporting them. It, it wins either way. And you're supporting us, more importantly. So that's it. Get to Amazon. Lostinamericapod.com. Click through to Amazon. Go do it. We've had people asking recently, where's the banner? We've, I put it down, halfway down the page. I'm an idiot. Now it's back up. We're good. Get on Amazon. Now back to the show. Anthony DeVito, everybody. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Here's where I want to start. So the, I last I saw we saw each other in college. Yes. And then you, from what I heard recently, moved to Hawaii after college. Yeah, after college, uh, a girl broke my heart. You might have even known her. It's so crazy that this is like a thing. <laughs> she left That's me for Turner. First name, last name. Let's say her on the podcast. No, I, I think we Shame talked her. about this and you didn't know her. Um, Adrian Toyer. Maybe people know her in the room. Um, no. She, Miami. so I... Does Miami guy know her? What year you guys graduated? 2004, oh. uh, 2005. You can tell. 2002. 2002. We were all there at the same time. Really? Wow. Man, this is so crazy. But you knew Turner going into this. No. No. You just showed up, and this happened. <laughs> really? Oh. For real? Yeah. He said there would be two Miami guys here. Come see them. Man, you're so trusting as a person. <laughs> some random dude. Come over here. Like, all right. <laughs> I brought a CD off some random dude on the street, too. Really? <laughs> man. Oh, that's what awesome, is, man. They still they have still CDs? CDs? <laughs> yeah. You're the most adorable person in the room. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's you so Spotify great. Mix. Yeah. There's like one person with hope left. He's like, yeah, I'll buy your CD. <laughs> a technology that hasn't been available for like 20 years. 
And then they were like, come to this room. You're like, I'll come to that room. Like, just like the easiest going guy in the world. Kill that person. Sure. Okay. I don't know. I'm not busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so cool, man. Wait. And That's one, so awesome. Are you eating a pie? You're like, try the pie at the comedy club. Okay. I'm sure they have. Okay. Comedy club pie. That'll be good. <laughs> oh, oh. The, Oh, well, yeah, so the yeah. guy told you not to eat the food here, but of course they have great food here. Shout out to Stand yeah. Up New York and the, John. <laughs> the best mozzarella sticks in all of New York. No, mozzarella sticks is a very safe comedy club order. Yeah. Uh, apple pie, I don't know. That's oh, that's mozzarella sticks. Stick. Like you pie. made up the apple pie thing, and you were just going with it. <laughs> like, the millions of people listening at home think it's apple this pie. This is apple pie here. Uh, it's, oh, right, we're doing a podcast. Okay, so this girl broke up with you. Yes, girl broke up with me. I was devastated. I, that's like how dramatic I am. Like as a person, I moved to Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> people make a playlist or, you know, hit the gym. I was like, I am leaving the mainland. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I did that. Um, ended up, I didn't know anybody there either. This was a real smart plan. Uh, moved to Hawaii, had two job interviews um, because I went to UM for uh, architecture. So I had two job interviews uh, lined up to architecture interviews. Turns out that I wasn't good enough for those jobs. And then I was just in Hawaii, <laughs> knowing nobody, uh, no you know, family, nowhere to live, anything. Uh, so then I got an apartment on Craigslist. I lived with a very judgmental gay Korean guy. Uh, shout out. Shout out. Yeah. Sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a big listener. Big yeah. listener. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would be surprised. <laughs> um, and uh, his That's cat and um, this weird Polish guy. Uh, and um, wow. I did that for a little bit. And then I got kicked out of there uh, in How, like a why month. Why did you get kicked out? I got kicked out because... Um, I, I, you know, I'm not a very like, you know, I mean, you guys could probably tell from my set. I'm not a very smooth operator, but uh, I, it just so happened that I, I don't know, whatever happened, I was just with these two girls and uh, it was going well. And then they both came back to the apartment and I really thought this was my chance for a threesome. I, they probably just, I don't know. Like I was like, this could happen, Anthony. You know what I mean? You have yeah. that like inner monologue or whatever. And uh, so then... I guess, like, he didn't want strangers in the house, so then, like, he freaked out, and I was so mad, because I was like, you have no I, I, I thought I was going to have a threesome, and then all of a sudden, this, like, tiny Korean man, he was standing on a chair. <laughs> he was, Wait, yeah, I think it, like, I don't know, maybe maybe it, like, gave him more power, like, you know what I mean? If you're, like, he read in a book somewhere that, like, he's, like, if you're taller, that makes your words more assertive or something, I don't know. But, like, he was standing on a chair, and he was like, how dare you, this or that, and then, like, he was like, I want you out of here. And then uh, I, I got kicked out and I had nowhere to go. And I worked as an environmental canvasser with all these like real deal hippies. Like you ever like think you're something and then you meet the real thing and you're like, yeah, I'm not that. Uh, th- that's, they. Um, Basketball player for Kaplan. Yeah. <laughs> Everything for me. Right. Yes. I know exactly what you guys are talking about. Um, so they lived in the woods. Uh, so I moved in, out, I guess. I don't know how to say it. But, uh, <laughs> you, you, uh, yeah. 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 Stop me at any moment. You. First of all, I want going. to apologize to the entire continent of Asia. <laughs> this is the most racist podcast it's ever. Every one of us along the way has really? inadvertently made some totally. Well, I was just oh. thinking before. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking, like, to get back for a second, like, this is the number one advertisement for having a straight roommate, I guess, because no straight guy would have kicked you out in this scenario. Right. That's like the ultimate sock trick. Like, someone's bringing back a threesome. Yeah, that he would have be, been so excited. He would be so happy. Yeah, you just leave. You have the place. I'm leaving for the weekend. Yeah. But no, you're so, out. You're on the bus, and you meet a bunch of environmental hippies. 
Yes. And so where we paused you with all of our high no, level no, comedy right there. No, no, no. Go right ahead. I thought that was good. I thought that was a great observation. <laughs> what? <laughs> you won't you won't find me throwing him under the bus. <laughs> I just myself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of a bus, is that you? You said you were living mm-hmm. in the woods. Yeah, lived in the woods with these hippies, um, and it was they. It was they were. I mean, they had like a colony kind of like that they set up. So like they had their own private like tent bedroom kind of areas, and then they had this like living room that they kind of dug out. Um, so basically, they had dug out like a berm from dirt, and then they put a tarp over it and that was their living room so i crashed in their living room i guess uh in the woods in the woods that's like the most <laughs> homeless you can be like you don't even have your own room yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> this, <laughs> like, this is the highest class way to say i was homeless yeah. yes <laughs> yeah 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 when you're 20 it's like you're finding yourself no i was just homeless yeah uh that's all i was i did have a job that was uh that was nice because I was this environmental canvasser. And in my head, I thought it was like romantic. You know what I mean? Like I live in the environment and then I come and talk to you about it. Uh, <laughs> I was cool. People didn't feel that way that yeah. I came to their door. They were like, no, you just smell. Um, <laughs> Wait, was there any genuine positive to living in the woods? Uh, rent free. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I had a job and uh, zero rent. So I was That's doing pretty good, well. You can uh, save money. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great way to save money. It's a real... And I had a gym membership to shower, so I kind of had my bases covered like a little bit. You're homeless with a gym membership? Yeah. I've had this idea for so long. Yeah. It is $10 a month to join Planet Fitness. 100%. And they They have a shower. They have a shower. They have heating and air conditioning. You can do it. They have a bed. It's a tanning bed, but they have Uh a bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. You just end up super tan. (laughs) Yeah. Jim Tan, they have a laundry? No. They have a TV. They have a TV. You have, yeah. to, you have to be running to work the TV, but then that's. But then you're running. Like, yeah. that's yeah. good, you know? Planet Fitness, you don't have to run very fast there. You're right. You it's a judge free zone. Or judge free, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you were living my dream. Yeah, I was living your dream. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's all right. <laughs> if, if that's the dream, don't worry about it. You don't got to do it. Um, but yeah, the, the rent was great. Um, <laughs> Trying the gym membership was cool, What'd so that kind of all worked you out. In the, uh, like we berries. ate just kind of out. Uh, no, berries down. No, no. Like no, we just like ate out and brought it back to the woods. They have so like restaurants the, and oh, stuff. You're homeless and you're in a restaurant. <laughs> I like this idea of you guys all living in the woods as hippies and then just going to TJ yeah. Friday. Yeah, that's, I mean, you're not very far off. <laughs> you're, I mean, like, this is they real. didn't have a Friday. It might have been like an apple piece or something. So but you're like, not, yeah, you're not, you're pretty much right. You're not begging for food or anything. No, yeah. no, because we had money because we all worked. Oh. So, <laughs> Sorry. yeah. Um, but that was the thing, and that was the hardest part because I did had gone through that breakup. So I was trying to meet women, and that is a very difficult pitch. You're not uh, bringing, you're not having a threesome in this scenario. No, I'm not having anything. Some, no, nobody. Yeah. Um, and the wild boars. That was the scariest part. I would say. <laughs> they got wild boars, and they're frightening in the dark. Uh, yeah. What do you do? Just cry? I mean, no, there's nothing you can do. They're just in the distance, and they make a horrible sound. And um, how did the how did the hippie commune end? Or is it still going now? Yeah. Uh, I think it's still going. I mean, like, I don't know if the, those guys aren't living there anymore because this is going on like almost 15 years ago. But um, that particular mountain um, in Hawaii that was it was known kind of for that. 
So like people would go off trail and they would camp and you kind of would be fine and like no one said anything. Hawaii has a huge homeless population. Just, I mean, because the weather is very nice. Like it's an ideal. It's the place to be homeless. Yeah, it's the kind of the place to I've be homeless. I've always wondered why anyone would be homeless in like Syracuse, New York. But right. Hawaii. Yeah. Miami's a good spot. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember if the, I didn't. Best I don't know if, if there were a lot though, right? In Miami, homeless people, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> not yeah. Not. I'll say not you enough. Want more homeless. <laughs> South Beach. Is yeah, a, there was I guess homeless you're right. On South Beach. Yeah. So All right. Should we do? You want to do a news story? Yeah. Okay. This. I feel like this is. I don't think I've confirmed this with you yet. Sure. But I feel like this would be up your alley. Perfect. <laughs> this is from Vox. If anyone's a big fan. Oh, oh cool. A girl scout. A girl scout recently sold 300 boxes of cookies in six hours. By setting up near a legal marijuana shop in California. Oh, my God. That's genius. That, wow. That's the business that's, genius of the year. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that's unbelievable. That's so smart. It's in California. Yeah. Weed's legal in California. Uh, wow. That is un... I'm just uh, impressed. I don't have a joke. That's just very <laughs> smart. <laughs> Kaplan, what about your kids? Your uh, Ruby's three. Yeah, she hasn't joined the... What, are you, what age do they join the Girl Scouts? Is that... Uh, Anyone, Anyone have any kids here? Randy, anyone? No one knows? What age can you tell? Who said 17? 17. <laughs> that is way too old to join the girl. That's old enough to sell weed, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We didn't do any of the scouting in my family. No Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. I don't know. I, that, that seems like your, your kind of thing. When you, you mean me? You yeah. say you mean Gentile? You're Gentile, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to work a pocket knife. I don't know how to. You mean a non Jewish thing? Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. Girls, I, yeah, so. In the audience, clap if you were in Scouts, Boy Scouts, or Girl Scouts. Anyone? Oh, oh, Randy was. So, so you might know. know. Wait, your wife is clapping. She's the only one clapping, and two, yeah. one other person. I can't believe Well, she's so like Randy only Kat, we can ask her. Is, is your daughter going to join the Girl Scouts? Yes. Would you, so that, was a, <laughs> that was a yes for the wow. for millions listening at home. And would you approve of her selling weed outside of a dispensary if it's legal? I mean, not selling weed. Selling Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> she can sell weed. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. said we need Her some money cat. brought into this family. <laughs> I mean, you, do, you, what, do you have to explain to them why? Do like, you explain to the child why people are buying so many cookies here? Or you, just, or you make them feel like they're a genius and they're the best salesperson ever? I mean, really, like, what's yes. The they're a gen- that you send like, them, oh, my God, how do you do this? I think you make them feel like a genius. Yeah, it's part yeah. of this whole new culture. I don't have I think, kids, but, you know. I'll take advice from you. I mean, also, like, every <laughs> office in, the, in America has someone's daughter coming in selling girls' cookies. Right, which is such a cop-out. Right. No, but you're making them feel like a genius because everyone's like, oh, yeah, what a good salesman. I'll buy it. Why not make oh, the no. kids selling to weed people? Right, because that's the daughters coming in. But some people, like the mom or the dad, will bring that. They'll just do it for them. They'll go to work and be like, hey, everyone, buy my kids' cookies. That's no good. And, I don't like they, that. That's the worst. Uh, you know? or, yeah. or they do it online. They're like, everyone, click here. And it's, that's, come on. But how great if you're a person who just bought weed and then you walk out oh, and there is a Girl Scout selling cookies. I mean, like, that's the greatest You should work in, in a world. tie-in where you get, like, 10% off or if they really want she should yeah. be. <laughs> I mean, kind yeah. of cross. Whoever that girl is, that five-year-old should get hired by. I don't know if it's Facebook or yeah. Apple or Google. We should. We need to draw up some revenue for this podcast. Maybe we that's should, a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think you hire her to get the numbers up, or your daughter. Well, I, mean, I don't know if Ruby's, Ruby. Has to, <laughs> <laughs> it's Ruby. All right, four. Four is the cutoff to start working for podcasts. I think. Sounds good. <laughs> I believe we are out of time. Devito. Yeah, yeah. Devito. Yeah, Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, man. For doing course, it. Man. <laughs> That is the podcast. Yeah. We have one more thing to do, everybody. Oh, yeah. Everyone, right now, 
This, this episode will be out Wednesday of next week. Get your phones out right now. Get on to iTunes. Yes. Subscribe to the Lost in America podcast. If you yeah. haven't already. You were, prove it. Show me your phone. You have what? <laughs> you can't. This guy's making excuses immediately. No, he says he's, he's not already subscribed. Oh, you're already a subscriber. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, come on. Thank you very much. Phones out, everybody. Lost in America. Oh, we're the real one. There's some fake one that's yellow. It won't be there for long. Our lawyers are on it. Yeah, we're suing them. We're taking it straight to the Supreme Court. Yes, thank you. The green Lost in America. Subscribe to it. Click on all of them because that gets us numbers. And then listen to this. This will be out Wednesday of next week. That's it. Round of applause for all of our guests. Des Bishop, everybody. Sherrod Small. Francis Ellis. Anthony DeVito. Uh, Kaplan. <laughs> Let, my name's Turner Sparks. That's all. Good yeah. night. Go, go orange. Get lost. Same.